What is it that enables a mountain climber to reach the highest points on Earth and a free diver to reach depths of more than 200 metres below the sea surface? One of the most important healing agents available to mankind, our breath. For something so simple, automatic and unconscious, our breathing carries with it huge power and potential, not only for pushing us to our physical limits, but also for healing our mind and bodies and changing the way we feel. Episode 9 of Better Brain, Better You. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Webb. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm really pleased you could join me from wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if you're watching on YouTube. Today's episode is about the transformative effect that changing your breathing can have on both your physical and your mental health. So with that in mind, I want to give you a free guide on breathing habits for better health which you can download at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash breathe. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash breathe. It's completely free, so please do go and download it. It contains some simple techniques to help you change the way you breathe and start developing healthier breathing habits. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'll pin the link in the comments below. Okay, so changing the way you breathe can change both your physical and mental well-being. You can take control of your unconscious ability to breathe, and this can genuinely change how you feel. We breathe about 25,000 times a day, so it's incredibly important in every aspect of your lifestyle, from how you digest your food to how you sleep. And what I'm going to share with you today is not new. As a species, We've been studying breathing for millennia using very similar techniques that are about three to 4,000 years old now. And throughout our history, different cultures, including the ancient Chinese and Hindu populations and different practices such as yoga and now modern science have reached the same conclusion. Breathing properly heals our body and mind and breathing improperly is bad for our physical and our mental well-being. So what is healthy breathing? The first thing to try is to start breathing through your nose. When you breathe through your nose, you are humidifying air, pressurizing air, filtering it. By the time it gets to your lungs, it can be more easily absorbed. And you get about 20% more oxygen when you breathe through your nose compared to breathing through your mouth. When you mouth breathe, you get none of these benefits. And up to 50% of the population habitually mouth breathe. When you breathe through your mouth, your lungs are being directly exposed to everything in your external environment. So if you're living in a city where, you're, where you mouth breathe, your lungs are being exposed to all those allergens and pollutants. So the quickest way to filter out all that horrible stuff is to breathe through that underappreciated organ right there on the front of your face, your nose. And if you're not a nose breather, how do you become a nose breather? Well, you should try and breathe through your nose as much as you can, especially when you're asleep, which is about a third of your life. So when you breathe through your mouth, you loosen the tissues at the back of your mouth 
And this makes you more susceptible to things like snoring and sleep apnea. So practice breathing through your nose all of the time. It can be difficult to begin with, but the nose is what we call a use it or lose it organ. So the more you practice, the more your nasal airway will adapt and open up and the easier it will become. Another important aspect of healthy breathing is to slow down your breathing rate. Your airway consists of your mouth, your nose and your bronchi. So oxygen can't be absorbed in your airway, but it can be absorbed in your lungs and is absorbed in your lungs, mostly in the lower lobe of your lung. So when you're breathing at 20 breaths per minute, only about 50% of that air is going to make it into your lungs and into your bloodstream. So much of that air never makes it past or gets stuck in the airway and never makes it to the lung. So if you breathe 12 times per minute, you're going to bring that air down a little deeper and you will be able to use about 70% of it. But if you breathe, breathe six times a minute, you use about 80, 85% of that air. So when you breathe slowly at about six to eight times a minute, you're going to breathe more efficiently and put less strain on your heart because it's beating less and improve the movement of your diaphragm, which is the muscle that sits just underneath your lungs. So why is changing the way you breathe so important? Well, changing the way you breathe can change your physical health. That's the first thing I want to talk about. Even though you can't take conscious control of your heart rate or your blood pressure or your lung function, you can take control of your breathing and you can help yourself to function in a completely different way that's beneficial to your health. I myself have hypertension, which is high blood pressure. And I've been recently trying these nasal breathing techniques that I mentioned and I've included in the free guide. And amazingly, it reduced my blood pressure by 10 points. That was just after a couple of minutes. Imagine what would happen after a couple of days or a couple of weeks or if I regularly started using these breathing techniques. So the most dramatic document, documented effect of changing the way you breathe is probably on people who live with chronic asthma. So people with asthma are much more likely to breathe through their mouth and they tend to breathe too often and too much. So this means they're blowing off too much carbon dioxide. So the body wants the right balance of carbon dioxide and oxygen. And if you don't have enough carbon dioxide in your body, your blood vessels narrow and that can make an asthma attack much worse. So changing the way you breathe can have dramatic effects on asthma. And a recent study showed that when asthmatics slowed down their breathing in response to their carbon dioxide getting too low when they were breathing too much, they had less asthma attacks and increased respiratory function. So it's important to say that breathing techniques in themselves should not be viewed as a replacement for treatments that asthmatics are currently receiving. It's complementary to those treatments. So changing the way you breathe can also change your mental health. A few minutes of slower or diaphragmatic breathing, which is breathing with your diaphragm, a few minutes per day has been used to successfully treat things like anxiety, depression, bulimia and anorexia. And amazingly, you can predict whether you're going to have a panic attack just by looking at your breathing rate, or more specifically, your carbon dioxide levels. So the lower the level of carbon dioxide, the more likely you are to have a panic attack. 
And you can predict that about an hour before someone actually has a panic attack. So a panic attack is preceded by an increase in breathing, and the more you breathe, the more carbon dioxide you blow off. So you can therefore encourage and train people to slow down their breathing rate to stop the panic attack from actually happening. And by slowing down breathing to let the body build up healthy levels of carbon dioxide, you're able to stop a panic attack in its tracks. And about 80% of people who use this approach will stop having panic attacks completely. It sounds astonishing that breathing itself can actually have such a profound effect on your mental health. But if you consider for a moment how breathing works on the body, it makes perfect sense. Breathing stimulates what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, which allows the body to rest and digest, slowing the heart rate, lowering blood pressure and respiratory rate, and diverting blood supply towards the digestive and the reproductive systems. When the parasympathetic nervous system is active, the sympathetic nervous system becomes less active. They counteract each other. And the sympathetic nervous system raises heart rate, blood pressure and respiratory rate, diverting blood to the brain and skeletal muscles in readiness for fight or flight or freeze. By deactivating or overriding the sympathetic nervous system, we can interrupt this vicious cycle of adrenaline and cortisol, which contribute to chronic stress levels and predisposes us to panic attacks and anxiety. It's possible, therefore, by voluntarily changing the rate, depth and pattern of your breathing to change the messages being sent from the body's respiratory system to the brain. And of course, the converse is also true. We can actually induce a feeling and a state of anxiety by simply changing the way we breathe. So if you increase your breathing rate and start breathing really, really, really quickly, you'll stimulate a sympathetic response and push yourself into an anxious state and then induce a panic attack. And the stresses that you experience every day can even change or temporarily shut down your breathing. There's a phenomenon called continuous partial awareness, also known as email apnea. So when we sit down at our desk in the morning and open our emails and you realise you have 50 emails to wade through, we actually stop breathing for a moment. It's called email apnea because we are so stressed out with what's going on and you actually stop breathing. You've essentially activated the fight-flight-freeze response from your sympathetic nervous system which is normally activated to protect us from danger, like when you suddenly come across a tiger or a mugger on the street. And that's a completely normal physiological response to seeing a tiger or a mugger. But there are no tigers or muggers when you open up your emails, but it activates the same response and we stop breathing for a moment. And this is because our modern nervous system has become so hypersensitive to danger. And when you experience this frequently enough, you can have the same effect on your brain and body as disorders such as sleep apnea. So there you have it. Changing the way you breathe can transform how you feel. And I hope I've given you some insight into both the power of breathing and its potential for transforming your physical and mental health. So with that in mind, I want to give you a free guide on breathing habits for better health which you can download at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash breathe. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash breathe. It's completely free, so please go and download it. And it contains some simple techniques to help you change the way you breathe 
and start developing healthier breathing habits. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'll pin the link in the comments below. So thanks so much for taking the time to tune in today. I hope this episode was useful and I look forward to seeing you in the next one.